guys. This is Fresh Catch. David Dean. It's, it's really good to see you. Thank you for putting a towel on. This is what you're wearing at this moment. You're wearing a towel. Well, it, it appears to be a towel. Okay. As you look at through your Zoom lens, but it's actually a flimsy old blanket. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're just a little chilly in your house? Well, here in Indiana, it was a 30-degree uh, difference from yesterday. It went from 75 to like 45. And, and I'm the bad guy because when we went to bed last night, every window in the house was open. <laughs> I was expecting blustery winds and two inches of snow. And uh, <laughs> I feel like one of the old settlers. <laughs> Ma, can you get the fire started? <laughs> Well, uh, I'm just glad to, that you you're, you're bundled up and uh, ready to uh, ready for a, a, a lively discussion here on on Maundy Thursday. Maundy. Yes, that's right. That's that's a tough one to pronounce. Maundy, Monty, Maundy. Yeah. I I just saw this morning that Maundy comes from the uh, Latin word meaning mandated. And ask you that question. Yeah, and 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 that itself is uh, because on this night Jesus washed the disciples' feet and then sort of mandated, "This is what you should do too. You should do that." Hmm. So I think that's the that's how it all connects. I because the word Mondi, like you said, it's just not a it's a kind of a strange word. I, you just don't see it used in almost any other way. And it's one of those those days that really isn't celebrated. It's recognized, but not necessarily. You know, teach this to your children. We don't uh, have a natural conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. We went uh, from weather to Monday Thursday, didn't we? I, yeah. That. Yeah. Um, you want to restart? Are you good? Uh, is this? <laughs> Are Hoosiers, and I, everywhere you go in the country, people will tell you this, but Hoosiers are notorious for talking about the weather for hours on end. Really? This, this... We're intrigued with it. Boy, I always feel like if, if that's what you're spending most of your time talking about, you aren't that great with conversation. It's almost no. like that's a fallback, right? It's, it's a... Uh... I call it the warm-up. When I do comedy, there's a there's a guy that warms the crowd up, and so his his comedy is probably you know it, it probably is equivalent to talking about the weather. But the weather is like the the forerunner. Like, hey, here's the good stuff coming up. That story was kind of cool about 75 yesterday, and today it's 45. It's so cold in the house. I'm wearing a towel and nothing else, blanky. And then you go into the to the heart of the conversation. Okay. Can can I ask? Does that blanket, um, if I were to examine that blanket closely, mm -hmm. would it have cat hair on it? 
I see where you're going. <laughs> I have, I have, you said we were at the end of our call last week or end of our podcast. And I raised the question, is it Mr. Peebles about the crack? <laughs> and I wanted to know because, oh, Mr. Pickles, that's what I got written down here. Mrs. or Mrs. Pickles. I can't <laughs> let's, tell. let's get the gender correct first, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is you had a notorious reputation for being sort of unfriendly to animals. And now you've got a cat that uh, apparently you have a, a really great affection for. And I want, I just want you I, to publicly kind of account for that, that changeover. Let me distinguish between being allergic to animals and being unkind to animals. I, I, I'm, for a lot of years, it did appear that I was unkind to animals because I wasn't caring and loving. And if a dog or a cat walked past me in someone's house, I, I was not the person to lean down and go, oh, hey, Patches, how Patches doing? And you want to lick my hand, Patches? Lick my face, Patches. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was so ironic because I was the only one at the party allergic to animals. And every time, 99% of the time, I would walk into someone's home and the dog would come sniff me first. <laughs> Almost like they instinctively know you can't be around me, but hey, fella, I want to sniff you and just see what you're made of. <laughs> I'll never forget one time at a church function, we were at someone's house, I think it was a pastor's house, and a lot of people from the church were there. And we just walked in the door, and everybody greets us, and the dog went right for my... Your intersection. Right, <clears throat> right there at the crossroads. Yeah, right at the crossroads. I got you. Yeah. And he went in and sniffed and sniffed. And I'm trying to carry on a conversation with people. <laughs> and the pastor never said, hey, hey, Teddy, or hey, Patches, or hey... Get, get down, buddy. Don't, don't sniff him. They continued to talk to me like you and I are talking now on Zoom with a dog up in my business sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept, you know, you kind of you lean down. You, you, hey, hey, hang on just a second, buddy. I'm talking to your, talking to your <laughs> master. But nobody, the host never said, Fido, get down. Quit sniffing him. They just continued talking like, this is the cutest thing ever. It just, it kind of makes you wonder, does he, it, does, does the dog's owner sort of train him for that? I mean, that would be, I mean, it's almost a very, it's a, it's, it's a device, right? So not only is my dog going to do this, I am going to ignore it's going on. And now I'll find out a lot about you, my guest because of the way you respond with a dog burrowing up in your business. That's a great observation. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how many times has this dog sniffed you and you say, it's uncomfortable or please stop sniffing? That happened more than once at different homes when I walk in and I just want to talk to people and the dog wants to, to see what I'm made of. It was just, uh, so I've been allergic to animals for years. You know, I'd, I'd pet a dog or a cat and my hands would break out and 
I'd scratch and sneeze and itch. And a couple of years ago, to be exact, two years Memorial Day, I haven't marked on my calendar. Uh, Mrs. Pickles, Mrs. Pickle came into our, our life. She's like a stray kitty, just in the back alley. And uh, she had a little kitty duffel bag. You could tell she was like a hobo kitty and <laughs> pocket full of catnip. And uh, you carried her own. Okay. Just kind of made our way into our life. So here we are. And, and, and what of your allergy? Is, is it just doesn't exist anymore? Or are, are you powering through because Mrs. Pickles is so, yeah, because I would love does. That's what I'm just saying. Love overcomes allergy. Just to, you know, I, I'm trying to understand that there's a, just this little gap in the story. And we got to know how you, you know, cross that threshold. That, that first six months, the first, yeah, she, she wasn't allowed in the house. I would kind of pet her gently and I'd go wash my hands. I still do. I wash my hands like it's my job. And on occasion, she'll kind of scratch or nibble at my hand. We play a little bit and I have to go wash because it, it itches terrible and has a little rash. But uh, I told Betsy, I said, that, that first week, do not feed that cat. Do not give it drink. Do not let it in the house. And within about four days, I broke each of the three rules. And, uh, you know, a, a cat, you know, a, a puppy is, they're, a puppy's like a toddler boy. Like a toddler boy, he just wants to run and chase and you chase me. And, you know, what's that pizza box? Let's go get food. And, and do you have a dog in your life, Dave? I do. I do. I, I, uh, our dog, uh, in fact, I might have to just kind of pause our uh, podcast for a second, just go make sure that he's still breathing. That's how, that's where our dog's status is. He'll kind of get up and hack like he's, uh, you know, got a respiratory ailment and maybe he does. Um, he's, he's in bad shape and he's very demanding right now. Is he older? Yes. Yes. His, his name is Toby and um, he is mostly my wife's dog uh, doesn't, you know, I mean, it is stunning. I'll, uh, I'll open the door. I'll give him the treat and it is, you're done. I'm, I'm racing. What, what is, what is my, what is my mom, my, my beloved, the beloved woman of the house? Where is she? What is she doing? I want to be where she is. And I, uh, I'm just, you know, chop liver. And not really, because probably chopped liver would get more attention, but. Oh, he'd love it. Yeah. I just, I never thought I would be in this situation. I never thought I would be in the, I know you and Susie probably had Toby for a long time. I never thought in a, in a thousand years that my kids laugh at me, make fun of me. My Betsy takes, takes pictures of Mrs. Pickle sitting on my shoulder. Or if I'm taking a nap, she'll be on my lap sleeping. And Betsy takes a picture and sends it to the kids. And they just. They just laugh and go after me for, for days. And uh, we just, we couldn't have an animal growing up. And when I was a kid, we, we didn't have animals. And so I'm just in a different world. I did read somewhere, uh, someone uh, shared some information, maybe I think it was thought in psychology today, that uh, an animal is a, is a soothing uh, element in, in a home. It does create a distraction. And I, I have found that. I, it's the truth. So I, um, I mean, 
if I cross the line and ask questions that are just a little too intimate, then please, please back me out. I'll be fine. Um, listeners will be disappointed. Um, but knowing the little bit I do know about cats, um, I'm wondering, does Mrs. Pickles like purr when she is uh, sitting on your shoulder or near you? Yeah, that kind of. And she purrs more than Betsy. Betsy's Betsy's been purring less and less lately when I'm around. Yeah. Her. Okay. But but I, I've read that a, a cat is very content, and they're in their element when they love and get attention, and they it's like it sounds. Uh, like That's that. uh, okay. And. Does Mrs. Pickles ever um, sort of stretch her paws in a kind of a rhythmic um, sort of massage of of you? You know, I think you probably know a bit more about cats than what you give yourself credit for. I had a cat when I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah. So Mrs. Pickles does exactly what you just described. When she comes over to sit on my lap or it's bedtime at night, she takes her little paws, and if you can imagine, you can't see this, listeners, but her little paws are going, like she's kneading dough. Like, I'm going to get this dough ready to put in the oven. She pushes each side, push, push, push. And then she kind of gets content and rolls up on a ball, boom, out hard. Build an electric blanket right there. And I just want to contrast that with the um, Fido just burrowing into your business. I mean, there's just, there's one, there's one form that says cuddle me welcome me uh this is a warm relationship and the other is is really intrusive yeah yeah i never i never said come sniff me it the dogs sometimes just have this i'm going to sniff you you're going to have to say no where a cat's like i'll just need i'll need it here a little bit i'll need it push it push it <laughs> you know when you when you talk to people i do this sometimes from the stage if you mention if you mention i have a cat it's very polarizing yeah yeah it's 50 50 isn't it very yeah. receptive yeah you're listening thank you but a lot of people when you say we have a cat there's about 50 to 60 percent of the crowd that just uh, they just build up a wall like we're done with you I, I know people that that really overtly hate cats. Yes, and correct. I, I, how do you explain that? I don't understand that exactly. Is it because the cat isn't like? I mean, a dog is gonna is gonna do stupid things to get close and be super attentive. It just it just feels like the intelligence difference between a cat and dog is really huge. But the cat uh, makes you prove yourself a little bit and uh i don't know what 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 do you think the difference is why do people hate cats uh the maintenance like at my age i don't i don't want maintenance i don't want to this sounds awful because you're a dog person i'm a cat i don't want to i don't want to have to come home and walk a dog i don't want to clean up your dung i don't want a cat doesn't have to be walked a cat looks at you very judgingly and says things like, in her mind, what are you staring at? 
Good looking. I'm over here in the sun watching birds. Give me a moment. I don't mind that. I don't have to walk her. I don't have to find, I'm not sure where she goes tinkle or dookie. I don't know. Somewhere in the yard. I never see it. I'm not mowing or walking through her crap going, ah, I got to take the blade off and take all the cat crap off. I, I don't have that. But I, I've never owned a dog, so I don't know how to, you know, compare it. Uh, even, even cat lovers, I've never heard a cat lover say a cat is man's best friend. No, yeah, never. No, but you've raised a boy, you've raised a girl. I always thought raising our daughter was much easier than raising the boy. And the boy feels like, like a puppy, just constant. And, and Hannah could sit in her room and read books for hours upon hours. And I'd walk by and go, I didn't, I didn't know you were in here. Yes, I'm, I'm just reading books this one time. I saw you last Thursday. It's been a week. I'm still in my room reading. So I'm, you know, Mrs. Pickle's the same way. Like, I didn't know. Mrs. Pickle, you've been in the window sitting there for four hours. I know. I'm tired. It's just, <laughs> I don't mind it. Well, can, you imagine being, can you imagine being our age? And, and there are listeners, we've got listeners that are doing it, that are, are they're helping raise either your own children or nieces or nephews or grandchildren. I mean, it's happening. And God bless listeners for doing that because the patience it takes, especially at, at our age, it's got to be difficult and, and try not to pull your hair out. Yeah. I So there's a parallel. I mean, I... Um, even in our home, I mean, we, J Jason was the oldest and, and it could be the oldest young or youngest too. That's, that might be, but Jason was oldest and Allison, uh, was, was last. And, and, uh, we called Allison our, our pacemaker in the home. She was the, like the canary in the coal mine. Whenever we were moving too fast as a family, a little bit unconnected, too many, it's just, it was just, you could just tell Allison was, pull she just kind of you know by her gravitational force sort of pulled us back into a little more sane way of life and she still has that gift she's it's a it's it's quite remarkable uh and jason has not yet met an adventure that he doesn't want to go on it's just still right. it's still right out puppy there. <laughs> he's, wow He's a golden retriever. I, I, I really. This makes sense to me right now. I got to do some more thinking about the 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 dog and and cat versions of my two uh, my two children here. I've I've used this in a routine and it goes fairly well. But but when you bring in the comedic element, that's where you make the the connection with the crowd. But if I just simply flat out, we have a cat. We're cat lovers. You can just. Yeah, mm. a little hostility grows up, huh? Oh, I mean, yeah. that, college, I had friends in college that, that kind of went, "This is terrible." They they'd go out of their way to do harm to cats. Yeah, they right. thought that was that was uh, some uh, is recreational, and uh, no, we've got we've got friends the same thing. We're farmers, and they they need to keep the cat on the farm to keep mice and critters away. Uh, or if they weren't doing their job, you know, 
cat became extinct. And so it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I wasn't raised on a farm. I'll never forget the first time I saw a calf being born. I felt my knees and I was just an absolute shock. I didn't, I was probably in middle school. I'm going through puberty. I didn't realize that was how an animal came into the world, nor yeah. I'm sure where I came from. Yeah, it started out, it, it answered questions and raised a bunch of other ones, right? Oh, 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 oh. hey, the next night's the Dean house. Yeah. There is, and I'm not sure the answers were always forthright. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, the cat's mom has to lick that cat right away. So what is there? What? Mom, I don't, I don't, you know, I just saw the cat. Mom licked the baby cat to kind of wake it up and make it alive. It, mom, I'm not going to ask the question, but you know where I'm going with this? I'll never forget one Sunday night. Our family's watching, uh, what was that? Wild Kingdom. Yeah. Mutual Wild Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> and they're out in the Serengeti, and Mama Giraffe is spread eagle, and Baby Giraffe drops out and and goes about six feet down and hits the ground, and kind of like shook its head a little bit, like wow, whoa, that was a rough landing. <laughs> and I think I questioned my my mom and said, "Is that is that how we came into the world? Did, you, did we just kind of drop out of you like that?" And again, there's just, there's just absolute, my parents talked about anything and everything, but there were certain things they just did not address. And so <laughs> consequently, it wasn't until our first child was born that I knew exactly <laughs> what part of the body they came out of. <laughs> well, I thought Betsy had to stand, you know, six feet in the air and let that thing <laughs> drop like a trap. <laughs> and when she's on the table with her legs, in front, I'm like, wow. I'll be doggone. This is news to me. <laughs> it's, it's a whole different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Papa, Papa, uh, Papa Dean might've done better just to kind of take you aside a little bit. And at least it would have been nice. <laughs> draw some pictures in the dirt, whatever. Uncomfortable. That's, that's no, uh, that's an uncomfortable conversation. It can be, you know, it's just you know, trying to explain things like that. I think he, I think he also gave me a, it was a Dobson book or something when I was in middle school and it was, and maybe I'm getting the, the title or the, but I'm fairly certain it was called what's going on down there. Oh, <laughs> illustrated by the dog. <laughs> and that was his, Hey, what's going on was, in here? I want to find out. <laughs> that was, that was my dad's version of the talk. I handed me a book in yeah. the hallway and walking away. And the title was called What's Going On Down There? And I just remember reading that going like down like near my feet or down <laughs> below the earth. <laughs> I didn't know down there was a euphemism for oh, sure. <laughs> exactly. the dogs like to sniff. Yep. Yep. So, so you find yourself, you find yourself kind of caught sometimes whenever you're in a conversation and you accidentally say down there, you know, like I'm, I've got a trip coming up. I'm going to, I've got to go to, I got to go to Florida. It's, it's a gig. I'm going to head on to, into a plane. We're going to, I'm going to fly down there. Oh, oh, I said down there. I don't mean that. That title was just open for interpret. I mean, just 
what does that mean? What's going on down there? Yeah. Exactly. You know, did some kid say that to his dad one time? Like, hey, something's something's different down there. Well, when I read that, I didn't want, I mean, dad didn't even like, he didn't, there was no precursor to this. There wasn't like, hey, I got something for you. You're changing, you're, you're becoming a man. I. It's a combination of technical difficulties and frankly, the fear that David was about to cross the line and maybe a bit of a, you know, virtual podcast Easter egg hunt. Uh, think of it that way. But David doesn't know that I've cut him off. And let's not tell him, well, if, actually, you can do what you want with that. Uh, so until the podcast is published, he will have thought he's told this funny story. This is our secret, friends. In the meantime, it is Easter. We're celebrating this weekend. Jesus is alive, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Fresh Catch 2.0, better than ever.